Hashtag SAFMBTH. 0614-104-107. Your tweets at Aldrin Simpia. And you can also drop me a call on 86 We're in conversation next with um, Associate Professor in Development Studies at the University of Agdai in Norway, Vito Laterza. Um, former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi has died. Berlusconi led three governments between 1994 and 2011, and he faced a string of legal troubles throughout his political career. However, some of of his political allies say they will always remember him as one of the most influential men in the history of Italy. Um, Associate Professor Vito Lateras now joining us on the line. Good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. I, when I heard about the news, I thought, what would his legacy be? And it's quite interesting to see that when you look at the reportage following his passing on, is this sentiment that is expressed that he was an influential man. Uh, good afternoon and thank you, Aldrin, for having me here. Uh, there is no doubt that Berlusconi has been incredibly influential on in Italian politics. Uh, I wouldn't say it's been a good influence. I think it's, he leaves behind a very negative legacy, but it is a very deep legacy nonetheless. I would say if you had to put it in uh, one sentence, he was really the precursor of the current right-wing populist kind of post-truth era. And he has basically set all the trends in the last 20 years that have brought now to a very far right leader and all the problems we know in terms of democracy, human rights for immigrants and gender issues and so on and so forth. What, if anything, would he then be celebrated for? Well, I don't think we can really celebrate him. Um, we have to acknowledge his legacy because that's how history works. If and you have very bad leaders who do very bad things, we need to understand what's going on. I think... His period will be studied for many years to come, uh, but I don't see much to celebrate, to be very honest, if anything at all. If anything at all, even though some are saying that um, it's almost like a mixed reaction to to his death, that yes, he was a protagonist. However, though, um, I guess for the far right wing, they felt that the policies that he came up with were policies that they felt were suitable. Well, suitable for the far right. So, yes, if you want a far right government, then Berlusconi, it's what you have. Uh, uh, it's important to remember for our listeners that the current government, it's the same kind of coalition when Berlusconi came into power as a businessman, created a party in three months in early 1994, and he took over. It's the same coalition, but his party over time became smaller and smaller. So the far right effectively took over from being their kind of minority allies now his children, so to speak, are the ones who have taken over Italy. Yeah. That's why they would be very, very reverent to their kind of political founding fathers, so to speak. And what sort of lessons do you think would be taken from his tenure as well? I think the lessons is that you can't have powerful business people coming into politics without any kind of transition or frame, you know, to get rid of his businesses first. He literally brought his TV business into politics. Is and uh, and the main le- lessons there is that uh, we can't have politics becoming a complete spectacle. You know, he started with TV messages and ads effectively, and that's how he kind of caught the emotions of of the people. If you want, he was the precursor of what's now become very common with social media politics. But he used TV before social media was were a thing. So I think what we're learning from that is that this kind of mediatized systems, the system where politics just becomes some entertainment, you know, Berlusconi can be very charming, but it was almost like a TV anchor, you know, uh, rather than 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 uh, than a respectable proper president that that would do things by kind of the institutional rules. What we know now is that these are actually dangerous for democracy. They actually weaken 
democratic structures, and they end up in uh, outcomes that are pretty nefarious for many, many different groups. And what is it then about that particular legacy as well that he left behind um, that would also then um, ensure that he gets re-elected four times as, as prime minister? Or was it that ability to use TV and also understanding the influence that TV carries? I think TV is definitely one factor. He owned basically the three main private TVs. So you can imagine the kind of firepower he had in each election. And imagine that when he was in government, he had influence both on the public TV and his own private TVs at the same time. So media is definitely one thing, but there's no doubt that he was an incredibly canny politician. Yeah. He was very, very skilled. And, you know, we can't uh, praise him for what he did with that skill. But he was very good at cutting deals. He had controversial friendships all the way from Gaddafi to Putin and could cut deals with anybody from left to right. So he had that kind of ability to transcend boundaries, which in this kind of post-truth, post-left and right era kind of uh, served him very well. Yeah. A final one, uh, Prof, is when it comes to when it comes to the, the strong men and the likes of, of Berlusconi and also then the links to corruption, what should be drawn out of that? The key issue with Berlusconi was two. First of all, corruption, because he had so many businesses, TV just being one of them, and he did not leave these businesses as he entered into power. So there were no laws in Italy to put proper antitrust laws that allowed him some kind of transition. So clearly, business and politics got very entangled, and that really is a recipe for corruption. But the other issue was really on gender. He was, you know, really became this kind of male macho, trying to simplify, you know, kind of uh, represent all these disgruntled males who saw women, if you want, as attacking our power as being a threat to us and saying, no, I'm a free man, so I can use women wherever I want. If women love me, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to have sex parties right straight to, you know, my prime minister job. So in that way, really, uh, it's really that was our cultural failure. It wasn't just a legal issue. We failed as Italians, as Italian society, to make a strong stance against that, saying this is bad, this is bad for gender equality. It sets a very bad example. I mean, to the credit of many people in Italy, it was really, he fell in 2011 in one of the governments, you know, uh, really he fell then because of disrepute. It, it became so, dis, uh, he had such a low reputation with yeah. this kind of really awful sex scandals that basically he had to go. And it, the Bunga Bungas, one, one of those as well? Yes, is is the one is the one that if you want epitomized in people's minds all over the world the the the, the scandalous situation that we had as a prime minister. That's when he actually had to resign. Thank you so much for your time, Vito Lateres, associate professor in development studies at the University of Agda in Norway. It's half past three. Time for the news headlines.